Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. We are so excited that you're with us today. I'm Meredith Curtis, and I'm your host. And we are going to be talking about an easy do-it-yourself five-year homeschool high school flexible plan. That is a mouthful. But basically, what we're going to talk about today is how to create a flexible plan so that you can make sure that your children get everything done. They need to get done, all the credits in, so that they're ready to graduate and without tearing your hair out, of course. (laughs) So, If you are thinking about high school and you just are listening to this podcast because you think, can I homeschool high school? I just want to encourage you, yes, you can. You can really do this. And especially if you've already been homeschooling and if you can teach your child to sleep through the night, if you can teach your child to go pee-pee on the potty, you can teach your child to read. And if you can teach your child to read, you can do anything, (laughs) including homeschool high school. And maybe your child's been in school all this time, but you've enjoyed having your teens around during the lockdown and you're thinking, wow, I would really like to homeschool high school. Well, I'm encouraging you. You can do it. And I want to recommend this book to you. My friend Laura and I have both graduated between the two of us, nine teenagers from high school. And we wrote a book together called Unlocking the Mystery of Homeschooling High School by Meredith Curtis and Laura Nolette. And I really encourage you, if you're thinking about homeschooling high school, you've got to get that book. You've got to read it. And I think it will really encourage you and help you to feel more confident. I am a planner. You know, I like to make little charts and plan things. So, of course, when Katie Beth, my oldest, was ready for high school, I made a plan. But then I thought, you know what? I should really make a five-year plan instead of a four-year plan because you can actually count some of the classes that you take in eighth grade on your transcript. So I thought it would be good to include eighth grade in our plan. And it also gave us more time and flexibility to get everything done we wanted to get done. Now, before I talk about making the plan, I want to make one thing clear. There are the high school requirements that your state has for high school graduation. In our state, Every state is different, so you have to look up your own laws. But in our state, the parents make the rules of what their child needs to complete before they graduate. Now, with that said, it's good to keep the high school requirements in your state in mind for us, like I live in Florida, because colleges are going to look at their transcripts and you want to make sure that your children have the same education value amount that the rest of their peers do when they're going out into the working world and stuff like that. However, my standards, what I require for my high school is different from what the state requires. And it's actually a little bit more because in addition like in our in our state they require 4 years of English, 
four years of math, three years of science, two of those have to be with a lab, and three years of social studies. It would be a year of American history, a year of world history, a year of government, a year of economics. So I'm just talking about the core subjects right now. So when you think about that, for me, I really wanted my children to take a full year of economics and a full year of government. And I also wanted them to take two years of world history instead of just one. And so that can't be done in four years. So I required eighth grade for one of my history slash government slash economics classes. So a lot of times my children would maybe take government in eighth grade and or maybe like world history one the thing that is important to keep in mind is that you have that eighth grade year and it doesn't mean that all their classes have to be high school level and you don't need to try to push them ahead but it's nice to kind of get that in and have that extra time for me one of my core subjects is bible and another core subject that i have is life preparation adulting (laughs) so Every year, my children take a Bible class, and every year they also take a class that prepares them for relationships in the future or leadership in the future or, you know, different things that they I think they need for adulting to, to be a successful adult. I want to just lay that groundwork for you. So when I'm talking about things, you may say, well my state doesn't require that. So I kind of want to bring you outside of that idea that you have to conform to the government standard because what is God's standard for your homeschool and what does he want? What do you want for your homeschool? And you may see some things as really important. For example, if you're a musical family, music may be one of your core subjects and you really want your children to become proficient in instruments and sight reading and maybe even composition. So all of that, what you require for your child to graduate high school is really up to you. And again, I would keep your state guidelines in mind. But the reason I say all that is because education is a gift. And the gift of a Christ-centered, well-rounded education is something that will bear fruit for years for the rest of their life, really. And so when you're giving your child a high school education, you're really giving them a beautiful gift. Now, right now you're thinking, well, my child doesn't see that as a gift. They just can't wait to graduate and get out of here. Well, maybe, you know, you need to envision them and say, you know, I'm giving you this beautiful gift. What is it, mom? It's a high school education. I'm so excited for you to unwrap it over the next four years. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm being a little bit silly, but I'm also being serious. Begin to let your child know that they're really getting a beautiful gift of a high school education. And especially a high school education is really important to me now because so much of college, you know, if your children are going to go to a secular college or even a Christian college, so much of what was formally a liberal arts education and not liberal meaning like left wing, but liberal meaning freedom, like to produce students who valued freedom, then a lot of those things have gone by the wayside, like the classic literature, the languages, 
And so just because your child gets a college education, there's a lot of things that are missing from that now that maybe they would have gotten like 50, 100 years ago. So I want to give my child a well-rounded education. So if they never go further than high school, which all my children have gone on to college, but if they never go further than high school, they've read good books, they've learned about you know the value of freedom, they have learned practical things to manage their finances, they understand how economics works, they understand how government works and what their role is in it and all of those things. So I'm giving my children a gift so that they can be successful in all of life. So before you make your plan, think of the things you want to teach your teen in high school that will bless them in the years to come. And I would make a list of some of those dreams for your son and daughters and what gift of education you want to give. Again, like if your family is an art family, you may want to teach your children to produce art and market their art. And, you know, maybe part of their education is going to be going to craft shows. All of those can be classes that you create. So my list for each of my children in some ways is similar for each child, but in other ways it's unique for each child because like my daughter Rose really loved music. So after she wrote her first song, I really challenged her and encouraged her to keep writing songs because they were really beautiful and she has a beautiful voice, but she also has a lot of giftings on um, the guitar, the piano, and she can just hear and create songs in a way that most people can't do. So that wasn't what she ended up pursuing in college, but that's something that she'll be able to use for the rest of her life because that gift was cultivated. Here's a list that I made, and this is just like a tiny tip of the iceberg, but read Communist Manifesto in high school so my children can understand the socialist agenda in America and especially in American universities and colleges and in the media. So that was one thing that was important to me. I want my children to understand what is socialism and the best way to do that, to find out, well, you know, what is the end goal is to read the Communist Manifesto because a lot of people really agree with it and you would be surprised what's in it. In fact, maybe you should read the Communist Manifesto. Um, another thing would be to study worldviews so they can recognize different worldviews that predominate in our culture. A real biggie, and this should have been the first thing I said, was to memorize God's word and apply it to all of life. And then to read classic books that have changed the world. To use Bible study tools. To make and live on a budget. To understand physics, chemistry, oceanography, things that, you know, they don't need to become an expert, but to kind of understand the basics of those things. I mean, we live in Florida. We're surrounded by the ocean on three sides. They might as well understand a little bit about what's going on in that ocean. And then to grow in their gifting. All of my children had different giftings, and I wanted each of them to grow in those giftings. I don't want to just shove a bunch of classes at my children. I want to choose courses that will benefit them for their life, and they'll lay a solid foundation if they're going to go on to college, and they'll be able to go in any direction they want. So just because Rose is gifted musically, it didn't mean that I didn't have her read good literature. It didn't mean that I didn't have her take science courses and all of those things, because, you know, there's a lot of people who are really gifted musically, and they go on to be rocket scientists who play an instrument. You know, most people don't know when they're a teenager 
what they want to do. So I want to lay a groundwork for anything, any possibility that could come up. The second thing is what does your teen want to learn? Like a lot of teens have dreams about what they want to do career-wise in the future or things they are really interested in. Like I knew a teen who was so interested in Chinese culture and Chinese language. So they took a Chinese history course. They took a Chinese language course. They took a Chinese culture class. So they had three credits just all about China. Right now, they're not in China. It would seem like, well, why did they do that? They're in this completely different major. You never know why God puts desires in your heart to learn about certain things. And maybe down the road, they will go to China. Or maybe God's just calling them to be an intercessor for China. We don't know. But when my children have an interest or a bent, I really want them to discover that And then what if they have a certain career goal? Sometime in high school, my son decided he wanted to be an engineer. And so that meant that we, like, worked on the math. And I would buy him some of these kits to make stuff and do stuff like that. But I made sure that he was prepared to be an engineer. Now, it didn't mean I said, oh, son, you want to be an engineer. Don't worry about reading anymore. I didn't do that because I wanted him to have a well-rounded education. Maybe some of your children have a dream of playing college sports or even professional sports. I think that's a valid thing. You know, sports does build so much discipline in a person, and that will carry on to other parts of their life. I don't think that sports should supersede education, but sports can definitely be a real opportunity to grow as a person, to grow more physically fit, and different things like that. And if they're really good at a sport, a lot of times, if they do want to go to college, they can get a scholarship. So we've kind of talked about trying to figure out what kind of things you want to do. Now, when should you start planning? Well, I recommend the summer before seventh or eighth grade to start planning. And again, realize as we use the word in the title of this podcast, flexible. Everything is flexible. That means it's fluid. It can change. So if you're thinking, oh my goodness, I don't think I can do this. I'm going to encourage you. Number one, finish listening to this podcast. You might want to read a few books on homeschooling high school. I mentioned the book I wrote, Unlocking the Mystery of Homeschooling High School, but there are other books out there on homeschooling high school too. And talk to other moms who are successfully homeschooling teenagers or they've graduated teenagers because a lot of these moms are willing to lead you by the hand and help you with your questions and decisions. And I know that like for me, when, when my oldest daughter graduated from high school, I was completely lost, but I had a friend who was so administrative and she kind of held my hand through everything. And then after I went through the first time, it was so easy to keep going. Now, what I do is I sit down and make my five-year flexible plan for each child. So the first one I did was my oldest daughter, Katie Beth, and then along came Juliana. I did Juliana. So with Katie Beth, I just I opened my, my computer, Word document, and I just wrote eighth grade. 
and then under eighth grade, things that she would take in eighth grade that would count on her high school transcript. Um, like she took Latin in eighth grade and formal logic. So those could be used if I wanted to. But she also took Old Testament survey for two years. That's a two-year class in our house. Or if you buy our book, it's a two-year two-year class. So she took that eighth grade and ninth grade. So basically... Um, you know, I just made a list of possibilities. I didn't know in the end what would be able to be used on her transcript, but I just wrote down all the eighth grade classes that she was taking, even the ones that wouldn't count. I just wrote them all down. And then I went on to freshman year, um, ninth grade, and then I wrote, okay, this would be logical. Like maybe she could take American history. Maybe she could take algebra. Whatever came to my mind that would make sense for her to take, I wrote it down, keeping in mind a math, an English, a history class, economics, government, and a science. If your child is going on to college, most colleges want to see four years of each of those core subjects. So that's kind of what we did all through high school. I did that with all of my children. They were all college-bound and um, so that was important to me. And they even had some electives um, in academic areas. So um, anyway, so that would be what I would do. I write this list up in a Word document. I save the Word document, and I call it Katie Best Flexible High School Plan. That means it's open to change. It's not locked in. Then I put it in a folder marked Katie Beth High School, and that's where I'm going to begin to store their records, their transcripts, and of course this flexible high school plan. You can also print it out and put it in a folder and put it in a, a file cabinet, but I just kept everything on the computer. The next thing is thinking about what are you going to put on the plan. And so what I do is I make the plan, but then when opportunities arise, I adjust the plan. So I'll give you an example. And these are this example is in the show notes. So if you're thinking, oh my goodness, you're going too fast. I don't know what you're saying. This is in the show notes. This is episode 114, Finish Well podcast 114. And you can go to that episode and you can pull it out. You can see the show notes and you can copy them, print them out, whatever you need to do. For Katie Beth... The, um, this isn't really Katie Beth. This is just kind of a general collection of all the different ones. In eighth grade, Katie Beth, or one of my children, was doing Algebra 1. Um, they took Western Literature, Old Testament Survey, and World History. Then the next year, in ninth grade, they this is my flexible plan. Church History, World History 2, Geometry, Biology, English, Spanish... P.E., maybe some fine arts, you know, just kind of brainstorming here. And then 10th grade would be New Testament Survey, Algebra 2, United States History, Chemistry, American Literature, Spanish 2, Homemaking, and 11th grade, Worldviews, Apologetics, Government, Shakespeare and fiction writing, another fine arts credit, and in 12th grade, 
I thought, okay, it's time for the Great Commission, economics, calculus, great books, and another English class. And this must be Roses because it says leading worship as a course. So that was my plan of what I would do. But here's the thing. Then say something comes up, like there's a pharmacist in our homeschool co-op, and he says he's going to teach a chemistry class. So I think, okay, well, I'll just switch chemistry and biology around, or chemistry and physics. If my child has the math to be able to do do chemistry, then that works perfectly. And that chemistry and physics are a little bit dependent on math. So usually my kids take them in like 11th and 12th grade, but not always. Like some of my children have taken chemistry in 10th and then physics in 11th and anatomy in 12th grade. So just as things arise or pretend the pastor says, hey, I'm going to teach a theology class and that's a bible credit you know so i think okay well i'll move this here and this here and they can take that this year now the reason i move classes around in my file is because there's some classes they have to take like say i move biology so my daughter can take this chemistry class with the pharmacist she's still got to take biology so i want to make sure that when i'm looking at the plan that i see oh biology's still there we still have to do that so that's what i love about this flexible plan is the moving things around because yes you can be flexible you can take advantage of things but then by moving things around you know oh she still has to take biology to graduate or you know we switched world history with american history but she still has to take world history and economics so it it really helps me to kind of know what is still there that she has to take now another thing to keep in mind is that you can do an intensive class in a month during a break from normal school so you can do Say you're on summer vacation and you take summers off and your daughter says, I'd really like to take a Shakespeare class. I'd really like to study Shakespeare. She can do an intense study of Shakespeare in three months. It would be a lot of reading. She could even do something intense in a month. I never recommend literature or math in an intensive way, like a semester class. You know, colleges do semester classes. You could do semester classes, too. They would be half a credit. But the thing is, with math and with literature, you want to give the child all the time that they need so they don't feel pressured to hurry and finish. Because if if they're reading classic books at a high school level, those take a long time to read, just as well as math at an advanced level takes a long time to do. So keep in mind your flexible five-year plan is a servant and not a master. And in my life, it's been a tremendous blessing. And I really hope that it is an amazing blessing to you. Again, I want to just remind you of our book, our, our book on homeschooling high school, Laura Nolette and I. She is my partner at Powerline Productions. And Laura and I wrote a book called Unlocking the Mystery of Homeschooling High School. It's available at Amazon in print. Or you can purchase it on our website at powerlineprod.com. And we think that it will really be helpful and a blessing to you. If you're considering homeschooling high school, I really encourage you to, to read Unlocking 
The Mystery of Homeschooling High School by Meredith Curtis and Lauren Olette. Again, I encourage you with your planning, and homeschooling high school is just an awesome adventure, and I hope things go really well for you. God bless you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.